Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Magical Boys and two weeks in a row. How, yeah. about, how about that? It's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. And what's great about this episode is that we wanted to make sure that we got an episode in before E3 because we want to see how wrong we are. <laughs> because we've always been wrong at every single thing when they say that they're going to announce some sort of press thing for any game company we have our predictions and then we're typically wrong so you're going to get an episode of us being wrong mm-hmm. about, about everything about everything so we're talking about e3 this week and welcome to another episode of magical boys again the podcast where we talk about games anime manga pop culture and all that good shit in between from a queer perspective and it's your boy dj kirkland and i'm joined by the one and only narsty boy in my life the nastiest of boys mm-hmm. ruben medina yay hey guys <laughs> it's good to be here so i listened to last week's episode and i was on my way to work and it got to the part where you did your Sonic impersonation. Which was bad. I listened to it later and I was like, this is nothing. This is not even. I didn't commit. <laughs> like, I was, yeah, like, in in stitches. Like, for a solid 20 minutes in the car, just laughing at it all over again. I feel like the content was right, but the voice mm-hmm. wasn't quite there. Yeah, the, so I yeah. brushed up on that Sonic. Mm-hmm. You've got the Sonic. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> gotta really get in there yeah you you, this is probably still not anything yeah i mean you really gotta you really gotta commit and i do appreciate your commitment (laughs) to your knowledge about sonic and Uh, sonic fanfic there's a difference there (laughs) (laughs) this is true this is true and before we get super super started and knee deep into our e3 conversation um deep just just balls deep actually oh, just nasty just nasty just we're gonna bring out the tarp again um want to give a shout out to to icarus who did some yes. fan art of us as our fursonas <laughs> and he made you the raccoon with a boner just like you said finally realized and, and i realized he didn't give me a huge boner they didn't give me a huge boner they just gave me a sensible one a sensible boner. Mm-hmm. A tasteful boner. Like, how tasteful. <laughs> Not a big nasty dick, just a normal one. It's it's really good. And this is like our first piece of fan art that we've ever received for our show, which is yeah. pretty cool. So if you want to invest uh, some time and get nothing in return besides us <laughs> saying your name on the podcast, <laughs> get in there. <laughs> Yeah, and if you want to send it to us, feel free to send it to us uh, via Twitter at the Magical Boys, or hit us up on Gmail at MagicalBoysPodcast at Gmail dot com. I had to think about it for a second because I always forget what our Gmail address is. <laughs> uh, ooh, the Magical Boys? No, it's Magical Boys Podcast. Magical Boys Podcast at yeah. Gmail dot com, and our Twitter account is just the Magical Boys. Oh my god! Yeah, we I should know. know these things. But... Yeah, we really should. We're really bad. But anyway, um, so what have you been playing? Um, I have been playing, uh, I've been playing a little bit more Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, like, I just had some time one night, so I did my placement matches. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, like, 23-something, like, high, like, 2380. That's I think, good. Gold. Yeah. That's where I placed. That's good. Um, and then I, I've been in, like, just, 
just comp hell because i really enjoy mm-hmm. playing comp because there's stakes to it so it's more fun for me yeah but um but i think like i got as high as 2457 and right now i'm back down at 2301 mm. so just man they're just people are doing bad team compositions in Re- comp right really now. bad people I don't, are just going buck worse, wild seems worse than usual like no you're just, you're right it's it's pe- bad there's never enough tanks or bad tank picks for the mm-hmm. map, and there's, like, never enough healers, ever. No. Like, I'll always go in, and normally I'll pick D.Va first, because she's yeah. who I'm best with in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to at least see if I can go for the character that I know inside and out first. But Same. then when, especially if I'm solo queuing in comp, I'll, you know, I'll just pick her first, and then I'll wait. And then, depending on who we have in terms of a team comp, I, fi- I usually find myself ending up having to switch to Mercy because then we'll have a Roadhog, which is also a great pick. I mean, if you do two DPS, two healers, two tanks, it's pretty good. But mm-hmm. when you get a Hanzo and a Widowmaker in the same team... Don't need it. Just, no. Stop. Don't don't need that. Nobody yeah, wants it's, that. It's, it's been really consistent where, like... Because you have the same... Diva's probably my best person in comp, and then probably Soldier... Um, and a couple other characters, but I find myself having to play Mercy, which I'm not good with Mercy, because mm-hmm. I don't play her that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but frequently, like, Lucio and Zenyatta aren't enough. Like, I feel like Zenyatta's a really good second... Like, Moira and Zenyatta should be your secondary heal pick mm-hmm. after a Mercy, probably. Yeah. Depends on the map. Um, sometimes a Lucio. But usually, like, in comp, I think he's, I feel like you still need a Mercy most of the time. You definitely need a Mercy most of the time because I feel like no matter what, having a Mercy around that potentially has the ability to res you mm-hmm. available to you literally changes the, the outcome of matches on a regular also, basis. Also, nobody playing, nobody playing, uh, no one protecting backline at all. Like, no. Trying to play Mercy with most of the teams, they just don't protect healers at all. No. It's a mess. So it's weird. I keep on seeing people do like dive comps and then they don't dive. Right. So we have all these tanks for no reason and then backlines just stay up and heal. Um, really quickly, for those of us, well, I know it, but for our listeners oh, that don't know what dive is, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so dive composition usually um, results in uh, bigger, tankier characters that have high mobility. So like uh, a D.Va is frequently in dive comp. Uh, you frequently will see um, Winston mm-hmm. is kind of like a main dive comp pick. Um, and basically what the idea is that when you position yourself in a map, you want to have your supports on the back line. So Mercy should be behind everyone where she can heal from a safe distance. Um, Zenyatta should also be sniping from the back line um, and healing from the back line. Mm-hmm. Um, Moira mixes it up a little bit more, but like still back line. You should have your tanks up front uh, tanks and DPS up front, and DPS, right. depending on who it is, uh, which is your, your damage characters, um, should be potentially out and flanking if it's someone like a Tracer or somebody else. Yeah. Um, like a Tracer, Reaper, Genji are all good flankers like that. Um, so the idea of dive comp is you get, you ba- you bypass the tanks up front right. and get into the back line, take out the healers, and then you take out the front line when you go on attack. Yeah. Um, and just me, like, seeing people do a dive comp with what they pick and then not diving, which just defeats the purpose because you don't mm-hmm. actually ever take anyone out because all of their heals are still around. Mm-hmm. Um, also, prioritize prioritize the, the support 
prioritize killing Mercy. If you see Mercy, the whole team should go in yeah. on Mercy and then worry about everything else. Right. Yeah, that's like the big thing too. Like whenever I see an enemy Mercy, I am just like a beeline to her, especially if I'm either picking May because I have the ability to basically stop her in her tracks or if I'm mm-hmm. D.Va and I have uh, boosters ready to go and I also have my rockets ready to go, I just lay into her immediately. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do that. They're so busy trying to rack up kills, but it's like, this is not what it's about. Of course, you, you need to kill the people to get out of, you know, to, you know, take the point or to push the payload. But we really need to pay attention to the characters they have on their team because that's going to determine what we are going to do. And that's what I like so much about Overwatch is that you have the ability to kind of flex and change your team compositions on the fly. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really necessary for people to know at least one character in each of the four classes that are in the game so that you're never in a scenario to where you're like, oh, um, we literally don't have any healers. But yeah. I don't know how to play a healer, so I'm not going to pick them. It's like, no, you should go into quick play or go into arcade mode and pick these characters that you don't normally play and figure out which one of them makes the most sense in the way that you play. And I'll feel like a lot of the time whenever I'm in comp, especially if I'm solo queuing, it never, it's never, like, good. <laughs> it's rarely... I rarely encountered a situation to where... It was a whole team of randoms that were placed together in a in a team comp together to where we did really well. And then mm-hmm. when we do, it's great. And then we all want to stay a team for like the next however long we plan on playing. And those those gameplay sessions are always really great, but those are very rare. Yeah, if you're just playing the game to have fun, like then don't worry about yeah. any of this because like whatever. But if you're popping into comp because like you want to do comp, I do think it's like I don't know, responsibility is not the word I'm looking for, but like. You should probably have an idea of what you want to do so that you don't frustrate your other team members, especially right. if you're solo queuing. Yeah. Um, which is how I do most of my comp. Yeah, uh, same. Which, when we when I, we were all playing last night, and I wanted to be like, oh, we should get people to do comp because we have almost a full stack right now. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, wreck people by communicating. <laughs> yeah, which um, I wish we were... We... I wish we would have done that last night because we typically play comp together on a regular basis. Pretty much... Every night, we'll start off by doing arcade mode or jumping into, like, Mystery Heroes or No Limits or something like that, and then going into competitive, which is always super fun, and we really enjoy it a lot. But, yeah, like, whenever we have a six-stack, it gets really hard, because typically you're going up against... They face you against other Mm six-stacks. So if they are just, like really really good you're likely going to get queued up against them multiple times yeah but it's great to be in a six stack and you're all communicating everyone knows their role everyone knows what characters they're good at they're good with their strengths and what they need to do and all of us typically have you know the same goal in mind we want to win we want to get the points and win and all that stuff so we do our best to communicate it as effectively as possible. But there are some times where we just get outplayed. And those are the moments that I really enjoy because I feel like those are moments where we actually learn something versus mm-hmm. being in competitive solo queuing where you're just with a bunch of randoms and people don't want to change characters because they literally don't know how to play anybody else. It is uh, it is fun, though. It's, it's nice. I haven't played in a while, so it's kind of nice to actually... Um 
hop back into comp uh, and have a good time with it. Um, so yeah, that's been good. Um, I tried playing some Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game's real pretty. It is. Um, and as far as MMOs goes, it's really fun. I'm like level 10 right now. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, yeah, that game is, I don't know, like, it's, uh, maybe I'm weird. I just don't see, like, I don't feel, I don't have that addiction with MMOs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely felt it some with Destiny, because I think it's sort of has the shooter trappings, and it has that sort of uh, gameplay mechanic feedback yeah. that I like. That's really kind of uh, quick. Um, it's gratifying yeah. very quickly. Uh, instant gratification is a phrase I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna, I, I'll probably like play it here and there until I hit cap, but I'm kind of glad I'm not like falling in love with it because I don't want to spend that 15 bucks a month. Yeah. Um, it's a really beautiful and pretty fun game, but I kind of had the same reaction to it that you did where I really liked the game, but I didn't find myself being like, oh, this is 150% my shit and I'm not going to be playing anything else but this for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah, it's so I'm kind of glad that I'm not like super into it. Um also I just don't have the time. <laughs> um I also I downloaded Wizard of Legend. Mm-hmm. Um which is real good. Yeah. Uh good job on the music Dale. <laughs> um but it's really really fun and uh, I haven't had a chance to play it uh, co-op yet, but what I've played single player is good. It is incredibly hard. Yeah, it is not an easy game. Yeah, all. it is, and I think supposedly it's easier when you're playing co-op because I don't think it necessarily, um, I don't think it scales necessarily, mm-hmm. um, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is real difficult, but really good, and it's definitely worth. I think it's like fifteen bucks. Yes, um, for if you're looking for a fun Switch game that is um, kind of like a high speed fun uh, brawler, it's really 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 fun um, and really pretty too. That game's really nice. Uh, and the last thing is, I last night. I started playing Final Fantasy VI because I've never played through all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, the farthest I've played in that is, it's like right after you release whatever the Wild Boy's name is that you get in your party. Mm-hmm. It's like after you release him into the wild. So that's about where I've played it to, which I know is not very far into the game at all. Uh, so I'm going back to potentially play through it. And it's weird, playing it made me want to play... 15 some again to pick it back up so i might like try to bounce back and forth between the two sort of because they're you know so different but also mm-hmm. similar um i just like tend to like those worlds a lot uh and six already is very like the world is very very cool so i'm excited to actually know what happens in that game um and <laughs> nice. understand why everyone is always like this is the best final fantasy mm-hmm. what are you playing it on uh, I am playing it on my SNES Mini. Ooh, that, that's right. It's on the, it's on the little mini, the itty bitty mm-hmm. baby. Yep, it is one of the games uh, that is on that mini. Mm-hmm. 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 I have to plug that thing back up and get into it then too. That's it for me though for games. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, what I've been playing aside from Overwatch, which I'm always playing, it's weird. Like Overwatch for me has filled in the void that normally would be filled with Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I often, when I try to sell Overwatch to people that don't play shooters, uh, I believe uh, Nigel, our good friend Nigel, mm-hmm. uh, made the analogy to me as well that Overwatch is kind of like the Smash Brothers of first-person shooters. And that kind of really like clicked for me. I'm like, oh, okay, like that sounds like it could be fun then. And it kind of hits all the same buttons and 
and hits all the same switches for me. So it's really been the game that I like. I come home from work, I you know I have dinner, and then I throw on the headset and play a couple rounds of Overwatch with my friends. And it also helps too that I have like a solid group of people that I can always go to to play with. I at least have three or four people that are always ready to get on and play every night. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things that's really easy to just sit down and play a couple matches and then be done with it. But with Smash Brothers coming this year and E3 being next week and we get to see the game in action, I'm <laughs> my time will be split between <laughs> between the two. Maybe sure. maybe I'll play Smash with you and actually get into Smash because I've always liked Smash mm-hmm. very casually. Yeah. Um, but I've never like had fighting game patience necessarily, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting like to play with someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, play with me. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Um, be good times. Mm-hmm. And while we're also on the subject of things that are adjacent to fighting games, I played the demo for Mario Tennis Aces over the weekend. They did like a preview weekend thing where you could play from last Friday to uh, Sunday night, and mm-hmm. it is so good. <laughs> it is really really good and camelot who has previously made all of the mario sports games so that's like mario golf and tennis in the past are back on this one because i don't think they made the one that was on wii u that was mario tennis ultra smash which is horrible it is so bad um this one feels like what mario sports games have are, are supposed to feel like and have always been in the past up until the Wii U versions of the mm-hmm. game. And what's also really disappointing is that we never got a Mario Golf on the Wii U, which maybe is for the best. But yeah, that was a glaring omission from the from the Wii U library of games. But this one feels really interesting to me because it has um, enough mechanics for it to be pretty deep. So it kind of feels a lot like how most Nintendo games are for the most part, where it's like really easy to get in and play and do your thing, but there's extra, there's like all these extra layers and levels to them, and you can really do some really interesting stuff. So Mario Tennis Aces has a couple new features in it. It has the um, these like super moves that, are, that you can activate based on this power meter that you fill up. So basically, like in a fighting game, like Street Fighter or something where you're fighting your opponent and over time you build up this meter and in the meantime with the meter you have access to certain abilities that that take up some of that meter like you have this ability to be able to slow down time so that if you need to get to a ball that was hit to the opposite side of the court than you're on it slows down the time so that you can get over there fast enough to hit it back to your opponent and you have access to like a special move that if you flick the right joystick or double tap X, you'll like do like a, a flip or a jump or whatever, some sort of like a unique character animation to get to the ball. And every character has a different thing. And it, the timing is really specific on it because there's like a bit of a delay from when you press the button to when the action actually happens. So mm-hmm. you really have to pay attention to timing and knowing what your character skill is, how far it goes, which way to do it, when to do it, and why. So again, like understanding your character's special moves in a fighting game, and then you have like your super move that you can do to turn the tide of the match by doing a really powerful shot to the to your opponent's side of the of the court, and it's really cool. And what's different about this Mario Tennis game versus uh, the previous ones is that you have a, a, a finite 
amount of tennis rackets that you can use per match. So Mm -hmm. in the demo, you had two. So basically what happens is when you do, like, one of the uh, power shots or the charge shots that they have in the game, you can block them, but the timing is very, very strict on how to block block these power shots. And if you don't block them, it breaks your tennis racket. Mm. And your tennis racket has a health bar, so you can block an attack potentially up to three times if you time it correctly. If you don't time it correctly, it'll take a chunk of your of your tennis racket's uh, health bar. But if they do one of their like ultimate attacks to to you and you miss the block timing, your ra- racket just shatters and you instantly lose. Mm. And so if you lose both tennis rackets, it's the game's automatically over. Huh. So you really have to figure out like when is it worth it for me to attempt to try to block this shot or do I just let the shot happen and then try to make it up in the next in the next round in the next volley of of our of our game. So it's this like push and pull that you would see in something like Street Fighter 2 or or Tekken or something like that. So it's it's a lot like a fighting game, which is really, really cool. So I'm really excited to get the full version of the game because there's like a bunch of characters that are in it, and all the unique character animations are great. It looks insane. It's like it's a really beautiful game, and it has those those unique Nintendo touches to them that makes those games always stand out. And it feels mm-hmm. like a really fun and complete game. Even from the demo, it feels pretty complete. But I know that in the full version of the game, there is a whole story mode campaign that you get to do. And you can unlock different costumes and different rackets and stuff like that. So I'm really interested to see what they do with it. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to um, I didn't get a chance to try it out. But everything I was seeing, it looked like it was really, really in-depth. Like, there's a lot of... looks like there's a lot of nuance to it. So it's going to be... Yeah. Um, it looks like online is going to be a real tough scene. Oh, yeah. It's going to be pretty competitive. And what's great is that I didn't really have bad experiences playing online because you kind of have the option, especially in the online tournament mode, it shows you who your opponent is and their connection speed. And if their connection is bad, you just say, nope, don't want to play them. And then it just rolls and then it just tries to match you with somebody else. Huh. So every time that I was matched with somebody that had a decent connection... It felt so good. It was so much fun to play. And then I played it on both um, TV mode and handheld mode, and it felt great in both. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I do like the Nintendo Mario sports games tend to be really good. Yeah. So excited for that. Yeah, so it looks really good. I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm trying to figure out what the big single-player game is that I'm going to jump back into or start that I have already in my library. So mm-hmm. I have Yakuza 0, and I keep kind of, like, falling off of it. Um, I think just because I'm in the beginning of the game where everything's kind of slow. So I'm trying to get into it. I like what I've played, but I keep, like, finding myself being like, maybe I'll just play something else. So I had the same problem with uh, both Zero and Kiwami, mm-hmm. which I think I think that game, from what I can tell at least, and, and it's, it's the issue I have with, like, every open-world game. Um, that is sort of almost in that GTA esque mm-hmm. uh, style. Yep, is it's to, to me like they don't get fun until you're a good like five to ten hours in. Right. Um, early on, they just feel kind of like a slog for me. Yeah. Same. Um, so I, I'll probably go back to this at some point because I do like the setting and the characters. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the first couple hours seemed like 
for me, it's tough. Yeah, um, I think that's the problem. That that's definitely the problem that I'm having for sure. Because I think I'm maybe like five or six hours into it, and I'm like, I see why everyone really likes this. I see mm-hmm. what's really interesting about it, and I love that. But for me, I need something that that picks up a little bit sooner. So I started playing um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I was pretty, you know, invested in that. But then I jumped off of it because I think something else came out. So I'm probably going to try to jump back into that and see if, if it grabs me in, in the way that I wanted uh, Yakuza 0 to. So I'll probably give that a shot probably later this week. But that's pretty much all that I've been playing right now. Hmm. Nice. Before we get into our big E3 predictions, mm-hmm. like the second that we were about to start recording, Blizzard posted the Symmetra rework, all the changes, and she's now in the PTR right now, which these changes... <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's intense. These, she's almost a different character mm-hmm. in, in a good way. So basically all of her kit has been changed completely, which is really interesting. So do you want to go through the changes with her and what we think those are going to bring? <laughs> Yeah, I'll just run through that real quick. Yeah. Um, don't get too in the weeds with yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so primary fire no longer locks on to people. That's probably the biggest change mm-hmm. for it. Um, uh, also, it ramps up. Like, I guess the damage ramp on it is much faster yeah. than it was previously. Your damage over time that you cause with it is going to go up. Yeah. Um, um, but no more lock on, which is going to be interesting because I know a lot of people that play Symmetra um, because, like, maybe they're not as... Uh, not as uh, skilled or haven't played as many FPSs mm-hmm. as some other people. And so having a character that has a lock-on has been um, has made her like a little bit easier to get really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely a, an interesting change that they're like removing that lock-on completely. Yeah, and for the damage ramp increase, um, for context, the original was 30, 30 damage to 60 to 120, and now it's going from 60 to 120 to 180. Yeah, so literally double. Yeah. Um, which is a lot. Um, and then her secondary fire is kind of similar to uh, how it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't go through, it doesn't pierce targets anymore. Um, so it won't go through shields, is, is from what I can tell from that. Um, it's much faster. You can charge it. Like, it actually, the projectile moves much faster. Yeah. The charger for it is much faster. Um, and uh, they changed the damage to 60 impact and 60 explosive. Mm-hmm. So it has splash damage now. Wow. Um, which is pretty nuts. Uh, so you can really... It almost reminds me more of like a, um, Zarya's secondary fire. Yeah. Except it's not lobbing. It's still a straight shot. Um, so it's like a little bomb, uh, basically, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they added... Sentry uh, turrets can now be like shot into place. You don't have to, you don't have to be at the wall to place them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a projectile. Um, you only have three now, and you can only deploy a max of three. Like three at a time um and a max of three but the health has increased from one to 30 so they actually have some staying power now um which was like not i I think like if you like brushed it with one of like diva's (laughs) shots from like distance that explode yeah absolutely so now Uh, that it actually has a little bit of health to it that'll that's kind of what i really wanted if if they were ever going to rework symmetra i said this like very early on when i was playing the game was if they gave symmetra's turrets actual health i think that would change a lot for her and make her more effective. Yep. And I'm cool. I'm so excited to see that they've done that here. And I think they kind of balance it out by reducing it from cutting the amount of turrets in half 
and giving it health. So I think that's fair. Yeah, it makes more sense. Also, they have a greater... They slow down targets faster, mm-hmm. um, as well as they have uh, increased damage. Um, so the most... To me, like one of the most Buckwell things are the changes to how her ultimate works. Yes! So Teleporter is now an ability, like straight up, mm-hmm. um, which looks like it has like a 12-second cooldown, mm-hmm. which is a longer... That's a long cooldown for uh, Overwatch stuff. Yeah. But it's a teleporter that you um, you can place wherever away from you, up to 25 meters. And when you place it, it immediately puts another teleporter in front of you. So now it's more like they're used to um, close gaps or like let the team kind of, I think, get weird or interesting positioning that normally they wouldn't be able to get. Yeah. Which is pretty cool because we're going to see um, we're going to see basically a grant mobility to uh especially a high ground mobility to a bunch of characters that normally wouldn't have it Mm -hmm. um let's see it lasts 10 seconds so it's not up for very long um and the health on it is down to three uh 300 you can also teleport uh diva's exploding mech and uh junkrat's tire through it so it's not just people Mm-hmm. Um, and that's crazy that you can like throw a Junkrat tire through there. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to definitely make for some really interesting combinations in terms of like ultimate assists from from two characters. So I yeah, I can't wait to see what that does. But uh, yeah, the biggest change for sure is her ult- is the, the ultimate. You want to go into that real quick? Yeah, yeah. So now it's Photon Barrier. So it's kind of like they took um, what her secondary was before, which was the, the Crockpot lid, yep. um, <laughs> and they just put on steroids. It, it now becomes a wall that cuts through the entire map. Uh, so it's this massive, massive, massive wall. Um, has 5,000 health. You can uh, change the orientation of it. But basically, as far as I can understand from what I'm reading in this update... It looks like it's interesting to me. It looks like it stalemates everything yeah. while it's up because uh, character projectiles can't, uh, enemy projectiles can't pass through it, through it. I don't believe enemy characters can pass through it. Mm-hmm. But the same for your side. I don't think anything can pass through it from either side. So it seems like more of a way to troll people to block them from getting to points mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or getting to things. Or like if there's a diva, uh, if there's a diva self destruct coming your way, you can throw it up and block that or a reptire. Um, or like any anything that's a projectile-based ultimate. Um, what you can do is you can combine your teleporter with it so that your team can pop it back and forth um, using the teleporter on each side of it, um, which seems dicey to me. That seems like a big risk-reward because if your teleporter gets destroyed or you pass the 10 seconds for it while you're on the other side, you're going to be stuck on the enemy side right. until that uh, barrier comes down. So it's it, her kit is now one of the most interesting kits in the game to me mm-hmm. as far as like just weird shit you can do yeah um lots of like deny lots of trolling uh which symmetra wasn't that as much before so i'm kind of it's, it almost reminds me more of um may's kit yeah now in some ways yeah and so it looks like that the photon barrier lasts for 15 seconds and mm-hmm. it looks like that you will be able to still make a teleporter even if the wall is up. Yeah, you can place it no matter what. Um, just people can't pass through right. it. Unless you use a teleporter mm-hmm. to go back and forth. Which the enemy team can't use your teleporter, so it's only a one-way for your... Or it's it's only for your team yeah. back and forth. Yeah, so that's that's insane. Yeah, it's real weird. I, I'm curious to, to yeah. feel it. Yeah, I can't wait, because I... I like Symmetra in her current state right now, but I definitely yeah. see she's only really as useful on 
on uh, control point maps and mm-hmm. if you're defending. So yeah. this at least makes her a lot more viable as an attack defense hero now. And I'm so glad that they're finally changing her from a support hero to a defense one because she's never been a support hero. Mm-hmm. In any version of her, she's never been support, ever. Like, the only the only reason why, I guess, at the time that she was support is because she could, like, give you a shield at the mm-hmm. time. And, yeah, so just it just didn't make sense. So I'm I'm very excited to see these changes put into play, and I can't wait to see all the kind of creative stuff that people do, both at a professional level and what people just do that are just playing Overwatch for fun. So it's going to be really interesting for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine that she will be in Overwatch League during this season of it because mm-hmm. we're getting close to the end of the season. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be really curious to see what teams do with her for strats in the next season of Overwatch League mm-hmm. because um, there's just so much crazy shit going on there. I feel like they're going to find crazy ways to use her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I've been dying to hear what the changes were and I remember just reading some of the articles in the forums they were talking about what they were experimenting with and the photon barrier was the big thing that they were talking about and I'm like yeah I don't know if they're actually going to implement that or not let's see how it works but now to actually see it in action this is really exciting (laughs) I can't wait to play Mm -hmm. it I can't wait to see Um, so why don't we take a very short break and then we'll jump into our E3 predictions We're back, and we're talking all things E3, and Uh-oh. see how many things we're going to get wrong again this year. Everything. <laughs> everything. Just everything. So, in terms of schedule for E3, um, mm-hmm. the thing that at least I'm the most excited about, part about is Nintendo, which I'm always excited about every year, um, and it looks like they're... they're um, they're big stuff, so like the big Nintendo Direct that they're going to be doing at E3 will be on June 12th. That's what, Tuesday of next week? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, a week from today. Yeah, that's next Tuesday, and it'll be at 9 a.m. That Pacific time? Mm-hmm, that, that Pacific time. Yeah, actually, I have, a, I have a schedule here. So things technically, E3 itself officially, I think, doesn't kick off till a little bit later in the week, but they always have the conferences, the big conferences, before the show actually starts. Mm-hmm. So, we will have um, EA is on Saturday, this Saturday, mm-hmm. at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, these will all be Pacific Time. Uh, Microsoft is Sunday, June 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Bethesda later that day at 6.30. Uh, Squeenix is 10 a.m. on Monday. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft is 1 p.m. on Monday. And then Sony is 6 p.m. Uh, on Monday, um, which is like this is how it's always. Oh yeah, um, Xbox has uh, Microsoft is almost always gone. At least the past like three years, Microsoft has gone before Sony. Yep. Um, which is let Sony is interesting because it's definitely an advantage in some ways because you know Sony, we've seen them pivot before. Yeah. Um, like when 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 Microsoft kind of disastrously had their original DRM plans for the Xbox uh, One. Mm-hmm. That Sony was able to the next day comment on them and like make fun of 
how you share games yeah. by literally having like one person just pass a game to another person yeah. and be like, that's it. All you have to do. Because um, if you guys forgot, Xbox, the original plan for how it was going to handle DRM was absolute bullshit. Oh, yeah. It was um, trash. Yeah, you literally, you could not share games with friends at all. Uh, you'd be able to, did, like, there was other, there, there was stuff in there that was interesting. Like, there was going to be provisions to digitally share games, um, which I think that some of that stuff is actually now present on Xbox One using uh, family sharing. Yeah. Uh, to share libraries. But uh, for people that don't have, like, good internet connection um, or, like, data caps, um, the fact that, like, sharing uh, uh, actual disks was going to be... I think, I mean, I think it was complete lockdown mm-hmm. at that point was really shitty. Yep. Um, and then, uh, so I'm curious to see whatever Microsoft does, you know, Sony's going to have like a second envelope or like a second plan. That's like, if they do this, there's things that we talk about. Um, and then Nintendo is yeah Tuesday, June 12th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. So in the middle of my work day, thanks Nintendo. Yeah. Um, I will be like on my way to work. So I'm going to probably get to work early that day so that I can watch the, the presentation. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I specifically, uh, I specifically made sure I didn't have stuff going on with the theater and stuff this weekend. Cause I wanted to make sure I could watch. Well, actually never mind. I have an all day shoot on Sunday, so I'll probably miss, <laughs> I'll miss the Microsoft one, yeah. which sucks. Um, but I will be uh, Saturday and Monday and, and the rest of them. I'll be around. Um, and I, we'll see if we have time. Well, I guess we're not here to be working, so it might not be yeah. feasible. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if we can do some sort of live content in some fashion. Um, any of the times that, that DJ and I are both available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll set up like a Discord channel or something that people can talk about E3 shit as it's happening. In. Yeah, we should just set up a Magical Boys Discord server. Yeah, I think that might be a fun thing to do. That we we have like a nice little place where our community can talk and be queer and not ideally have to deal with bullshit um, from uh, other gamers that don't quite get it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so we'll set that up and um, we can get you guys information on that via Twitter or something, mm-hmm. and then you guys all have a place to hang out uh, during E three. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be super fun. Cool. It'll be super fun. Um, yeah, I, I mean, y'all know me. I'm just such a fucking fanboy for nintendo bullshit Mm -hmm. and i always have been and what's exciting to me is that i feel like they are really like sticking their foot knee deep in smash brothers ass because like the the little um marketing uh invitation showing the schedule of events for nintendo during e3 is a smash brothers logo in the background Mm -hmm. and i'm like yes Yes. Oh, you know what's going to be the thing they spend mm-hmm. if the with how, how they how they do directs. It'll be the thing that they spend like twenty minutes, thirty minutes on, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the direct will just be like them showing other games, probably. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. So for the breakdown of what they're doing, so on the 11th, they're doing the Splatoon 2 World Championships. The opening rounds will start on the 11th from 3:30 p.m. to 6 p.m. and the finals will be on the 12th at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so basically after the direct is over later that day they're going to have they're going to have that the finals for that. And then right after the conclusion of the Splatoon 2 World Championship, they're doing the Smash Brothers Invitational Tournament where they've invited pro Smash Brothers players that have competed in the previous one where they did the the Invitational Tournament for the Wii U version of the game 
and now they're doing it again with this, and they've got a bunch of new players that are there. They, of course, have Zero there, who is still the best Smash Brothers player in the world. So mm-hmm. he will be there, and I'm interested to see what's going to go down, because what they've said is that none of them are going to have had the opportunity to play the game before the day of the Invitational. So it's a fair playing field for everybody that's participating in the Invitational. So I'm really curious to see how much of the game is lifted from Smash Wii U, if not all of it, versus what's new in this one, outside of the the Splatoon Inklings being playable. And I hope that they announce that they're going to have a demo version in the eShop soon after that. I hope so. Because they did that with Mario uh, Mario Tennis, they've done it with Splatoon. It mm-hmm. only makes sense for their big flagship title like this to have some sort of demo experience, and that would be yeah, really. They did it awesome. with Arms, like there's been a lot. Yeah, so it only makes sense to me. It only makes sense that all of those things are kind of like in preparation to potentially do the exact same thing with Smash Brothers. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, do you want to go over DJ like stuff? we know it's going to be there and then talk about stuff we think might be there or hope might be there. Yeah. Let's talk about kind of what we know already. So I know that, um, Ubisoft already announced the new, um, Assassin's Creed game. Yes. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm-hmm. which appears to be, there's a Spartan helmet, so it's going to be Greek in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really curious. Uh, I would imagine they're going to go with a historical Greece as they tend to do, yeah. but it would be interesting to see them, uh, Honestly, if they legit did, like, the Odyssey, mm-hmm. like, Assassin's Creed set in a sort of fantastical Greece, um, like, the the story itself. Yeah. Um, we know that's coming. Uh, we know Fallout 76, Bethesda's going to show more of right. and probably talk more about. Um, we know Anthem is going to be there, which is definitely, like, might be the top of my list of shit I'm curious about. Because it looks on Destiny. It looks like Destiny on steroids. Yeah. It's what they showed in it originally. Yeah. Um, and that's, like... If the environments are as big as they showed in that demo and stuff works remotely like that, that game's going to be, like, so up my ass in a good way. Oh, yeah. Um, just, just like, just tickling the prostate. <laughs> <laughs> just in there. Yeah. Uh, we'll see more Battlefield Five. We know that. Uh, Rage 2 will get shown off more. Uh, Death Stranding is going to be yep. there. I would expect we potentially... I don't know if we'll see gameplay. I think we might... I would imagine we'll see, like more completely confusing makes no sense footage right um because the last few times they've showed stuff they've it's been pretty like disparate from each other like very different like slices of the game story-wise mm-hmm. um but it would be cool to see gameplay and i feel like it's getting about time in the development cycle that we might see that um call of duty black ops 4 we, they've already had the event for it but we know it's going to be there um beyond good and evil 2 will probably get shown off more mm-hmm uh ghost of tsushima which is sucker punch's new game yep uh which is exciting because sucker punch's stuff is usually quite good uh will be there spider-man is i have a feeling spider-man's going to be a lot of sony's conference um showing off like if the last conference was an actual gameplay because it looked really animations looked really clean for it to be actual in-game footage yeah and not like faked in-game um but maybe it was uh the division two supposedly okay. which is a game people play um i couldn't get into it uh we know smash bros is going to be there we know last of us part two is going to be there mm-hmm. um trying to think of what else we have like that's pretty confirmed at this point we know that we're likely going to see something from of uh from shadow of the tomb raider 
We know that we're going to see something from that. Yes. Um, we, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. We know that we're going to see something from Dragon Quest Eleven because we've already seen U.S. gameplay footage of the game, which it looks fantastic. We're going to see more stuff. Uh, Destiny had their had a small thing today showing off the uh, September uh, the new the new DLC, mm-hmm. um, and it looks just to dive into that really quick. Um, it looks really good. Um, I would actually say it's it's kind of frustrating, but it's 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 moving in a good direction. Mm-hmm. Um, if you played Destiny One, and, and anyone who listens who did will understand this, um, Destiny One was like okay until the Taken King came out, mm-hmm. and then the Taken King made all of these changes to the game, and that's when Destiny One got really really good. Yeah. And I feel like we're seeing a similar pattern here, where Destiny Two I would say started in a better place than Destiny One. Um, and has been a better game uh, overall. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the updates, uh, some of the DLC have been maybe a little disappointing for a lot of the fans. Yeah. Um, so what I saw that they showed today is massive overhauls. They're changing how weapon slots work. Um, we're getting new modes. We're getting a completely new area uh, that goes back to the reef, uh, which is a place we haven't been since the first game. There's going to be a whole new raid. Um, it looks really cool. So I think we're going to get that big update to Destiny that really makes that game sing again, um, much like what happened with Taken King. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see more of that there. Um, what else? Splinter Cell? Well, we don't know, but supposedly... Well, let's, let's wait, because that's that's a, a maybe. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we have that's confirmed. Um, we know that we're probably... I mean, I, we, well, I guess we don't technically know, but I feel like since they just... Nintendo just did the announcement for uh, Pokemon Let's Go that mm-hmm. they're gonna it's definitely gonna be at e3 in some capacity that yes. they're gonna have some sort of like uh demoed experience of pokemon let's go for people to get their hands on and see and um i think that's all i can think of that i know like for sure off the top of my head as far as like major games there is smaller stuff that is going to be there um, that's been confirmed mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i Hmm, yeah, as far as like known stuff, I'm looking to see if there's Mega Man 11. Yep. I don't know if they'll show some more of that there. Um, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate for the Switch. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get some um, shown off some. Um, and that's about it. Obviously, Smash and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Uh, Team Sonic Racing, probably some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's hard because I feel like there's there's there have been leaks of information but I feel like what's the most exciting part about all of this is that sometimes there are things that nobody's even thinking about that mm-hmm. they kind of tend to surprise us with. I feel like I've always come away from E3 every year being like, huh, I didn't think that they would bring back this IP or show this or or they are taking a certain project in a new direction or just providing a brand new IP that is 100% my shit and are you know bringing are bringing it to PlayStation 4 or something like that. So I feel like I'm always come away from E3 being very excited and hopeful about yes. about the, the upcoming year of games. And what I do like about Nintendo over Microsoft and Sony in this aspect is that anytime that Nintendo does a Nintendo Direct or any kind of press conference, it's always about titles that are coming out within the next eight to ten at most 16 months yeah so it's like during the pokemon direct they were the pokemon press conference that was happening in japan they said hey we are working on a a you know core pokemon experience for switch 
you can expect that next year. Yes, that's about as yeah, that's about it, as far out as they give anything. And I would say um, Microsoft and Sony are much worse about oh, that. Yeah. Sony may be the worst, where Sony will show off a game that's like not going to come out for five years or something. <laughs> of the Final Fantasy VII remake, which I think it's probably time that we see an update of some kind from that. If so, so let's get into what we think. Like, I'm going to go from like things like likely I think are going to be okay. there um, to like to like we'll go from like there to like wishes basically. Okay. Um, so uh, Gears of War Five, I think Gears Five is going to be like a major part of Microsoft's um, of Microsoft's show. Yeah. Um, they, I feel like they have to show off. Um, uh, oh, what's the fucking game that was on? <laughs> Uh, 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 Terry, what's his name? Uh, no, I can't remember any names of anything right now. It was like the really crazy multiplayer, like run around the city, destroy everything oh, crackdown. game back on Xbox. Crackdown. Crackdown, yeah. yes. I feel like we got to see Crackdown 3 because we haven't heard anything. The last time they showed it, it was like, oh, this game's like, people played it. It's getting pretty close to done. Mm-hmm. And it's been in development for forever. And we haven't heard anything? Yeah. So if there's an announcement at E3, it better be like, it's out now. Or it's out in November. Like, if not, I'm like, when is, is that game going to ever come out? Um, so I feel like Crackdown's going to be a major part of that. I think we're going to see uh, a lot of Gears of War 5 stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would guess that we'll get a teaser for Halo 6. Mm. I don't think we'll actually get anything really, really definable for Halo. Like, no gameplay. But I think we'll get a teaser for 6. Okay. Um, Hitman 2, I think, is going to be something that gets shown. Uh, a new Splinter Cell. Okay. I'm going to say they're, they're going to bring that back. Um, I'm on the fence about Cyberpunk 2077. It is time that we see some that some of that from Project Red. But I don't know if we're going to... It's it's such a, like... It just it seems so far away and they've been working on it for so long. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, and we, we might see some Red Dead. Like, we know Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming. Right, right. I don't know if we're going to see stuff at E3. Um necessarily about it but i would it would make sense for them to showcase it though if that happens that'll be probably at the sony during the sony show because i think sony has some exclusivity um uh, potentially with it yeah um whereas like we'll we'll see anthem at microsoft's show most likely as well as uh, ea's uh because i don't think i think they showed they showed anthem at microsoft show last time uh, which makes me think that Microsoft is paying a pretty hefty sum to have that shown on their stage. Yeah, um, I'm really curious if if it's gonna get if it's just being shown there or if it's gonna get any sort of timed exclusivity for like items. The same way Destiny has timed exclusivity for some things over the uh, on PS4 or over uh, Xbox. Um, I don't. I wouldn't think so, just because PS4 is outselling Xbox so well. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Who knows? If Microsoft ponies up enough money, because that's roughly, I mean, that's that's what Sony did. Like Sony's, Sony picked up. Uh, they obviously gave Activision a fuck ton of money because they got exclusivity stuff for both Destiny, and they now are the people that show Call of Duty on their stage. Yeah. No longer Xbox has been for the past couple right. of years. Um, so those are like, oh, uh, I think we're gonna see Devil May Cry Five. Yeah, I think so too. There have been lots of rumors circulating around that game because like a. Because, like, what, the copyright or something, the trademark for the for Devil May Cry showed up again recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think we'll see that. There's rumors that we might see uh, 
a sequel to Vanquish? That's such a fucking pot shot to me. Yeah. Though. But there's there's been rumors about it since like earlier this year that they were making a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, that game has a cult following, but I don't think it was that big. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Anything that you think like you feel fairly certain might show up there? Do you um, I'm I'm fairly certain we're going to see. Uh, well, obviously we're going to see Smash Brothers for sure because that's already announced. Um, I'm fairly certain we're going to see something. Ah, uh, gosh, what I I had it on the top of my head. I don't remember what it was. What it was. Um, but Nintendo, it's a little bit harder for me to predict because I feel like they always fuck me up every year. Um, they do weird shit. I think we're going to... We, I don't... Uh, so, I feel like we might, but then I feel like we don't because I want it too much. I think we might see some Prime Metroid Prime 4 stuff. I think we have to see something. I think we need to see like at least a glimpse of hopefully what Samus is going to at least look like in-game. Yeah, maybe another teaser. Yeah, maybe a teaser where we actually see her, like... Yes, running on the engine that they're going to be using that game with, and yes. all that stuff. Some sort of narrative video, if nothing if, else, because the last one was literally just a load. Yeah, definitely that. Uh, um, I think we will see the that Star Fox racing game that's been. Yeah, rumored. that Star. Yeah, that Star Fox racing game that's been on the that's been on the rumor horizon. That's supposed to be like kind of like a combination of Star Fox and F Zero. Which is um, fine with me. Um, I like wishful thinking. I would love to see. Um, I would love to see um, them announce that, hey, we're bringing Tokyo Mirage Sessions to Switch. Ugh, yeah. That'd be Because cool. that game is very good and people need to play it. Um, there are only, what, like two or three games that are left in the Wii U's library that haven't already been ported to Switch or isn't already coming to the platform. Yeah, like big major games, yeah. Yeah, there are very few at this point. Um, um, Fire Emblem? Yes, yes. We're going to... Yeah, I think we're going to see the next full installment of Fire Emblem and we you already know yeah. that it's coming to Switch. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see um something from Shin Megami Tensei five for sure. Because uh-huh. we got like that gameplay teaser we got that like trailer last year and we should be or, or was it the beginning of this year? I don't remember. But I know that we're gonna get something from that for sure. We have to. I would hope that we get Animal Crossing Switch information. Yes. I don't think we will, but that's definitely on my my wish list for Switch mm-hmm. is for them to show off some sort of Animal Crossing something. Um, you know, honestly, this is this is a long shot. Um, new Super Mario Brothers on Switch. I don't think that's a long shot. I think that's something that's either a, within the either a port of Cat Mario mm-hmm. from. That was a Wii U title, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Are you thinking about Super Mario 3D World instead? Sorry, yes, that's what I yeah. mean. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, we, yeah, that's one of the few games that haven't been ported yet. It's, yes, we'll either get a port of that or a new mm-hmm. one entirely. I think we'll get one of those two announced. Yeah. Uh, I think a new one's a much longer shot, but a port of uh, 3D World seems to make a way, so much way sense. much more sense, and that would be like a really easy game to port over to. Um, yeah, bring that because that's a real good game. Um, let's see, let's see what else. Um, it's a long shot, but um, Square Enix just announced that they have they have made a division of Square Enix that's just specifically for bringing games to Nintendo Switch. It's run. Uh, oh, is that yes, yes, yes? I didn't realize that. I knew that they made a new division that's specifically for like AAA stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the Switch. Yeah, they have like a specific team for Nintendo Switch. So ah. it is. A, it, this is like 
a long shot to like another fucking oh, galaxy. It's the Octopath an- okay. Another fucking galaxy. But uh-huh. either a remake of Super Mario RPG uh-huh. or just like a port of it. With like yeah, I feel like Nintendo's Nintendo's online is going to go live in fall. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, that's gonna go live in September if I'm not mistaken. And at least right now they're launching it with NES titles, so I don't I don't foresee them not bringing SNES games to that soon after. We'll get we'll get SNES. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm curious about is. At this point, I don't know if we're... I don't think we're going to get virtual console back. No, I don't think... I think it's going to be tied into whatever they're doing with online. Or they're just going to sell them, like, games. Mm -hmm. Like, it won't necessarily be part of virtual console. They'll just be doing, like, a Nintendo Classics series. Mm -hmm. Um, Tangentially, I'm going to say... 50%? Maybe 30... Maybe, like, 30%. N64 Classic. Oh fall. yeah, that's happening. That's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they've trademarked uh, logos that look like the other classic logos, but with the N sixty four controller. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense to me. Again, the guts that they have inside of the uh, SNES, I think, are strong enough or should be strong enough to run N sixty four. I don't see why not. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be. emulation. Um, so they don't really. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly like the. The the uh, I think the guts in the NES and SNES classic are the exact same pretty much, yeah. um, because they they could not get uh, they couldn't get hardware like hardware doesn't exist that is like slow enough really to be tailored to the NES right um, at this right. point so they were just using the same boards um, they might need a little bit more for sixty four mm-hmm. but probably not that much yeah I I mean I I feel like that's realistic and I think that's something that is likely going to happen for sure. Um, Mm-hmm. It's it's still too early, I think, for them to be talking about another Zelda title. But I do think that, like, yeah, it's a little bit. It's still too early for them to talk about. Like, this is the next game, but like, maybe say, hey, we're working on another game. I mean, they are, which they I, are. We, yeah. As far as as far as we know, they are currently working on another Zelda that I believe is going to be um, similar in scope and style to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be cool to get a teaser for that, but I don't think I don't think will. that we will either. Um, but I do. It'd be cool to be like, hey, like we're actively working on another Zelda title. Um, I, even though I don't think it'll happen because I think the actual like mainline Pokemon games are enough. Like do do everything now that Pokemon Stadium already did, but like a Pokemon yeah. Stadium game would be dope. But I know we'll get a we'll get a teaser for. Pokemon 2019, I think. Maybe. Um, if we do, I, I would be... Like, I, that's wishful thinking that we would get that, because I would love to see um, that. I would love to see I that. mean, if they're saying that we're going to get... If, if what they said, I think, was that we're getting a mainline Pokemon game in 2019... Oh, they did. They did. 100% did. We're in the middle of 2018. That game's got to be fairly far True. away. True. Yeah, they've got to be pretty well... Uh, pretty far in development of that, if that's the case. So... And again, it's not going to be like it, it's the first one that's going to be on Switch. I would guess this is I mean, a hazard to guess that Let's Go was basically them like experimenting slash figuring out the engine yeah. that they'll use for nineteen. Mm-hmm. Would be my guess. That would be my guess um, as well. I would say so. So, but also longer development cycle because it's a new console generation that they're working on and it's a new engine. Um, 
but yeah, if they're, if they're going to have it in a year, I would imagine they have a vertical slice to show us. Um, so I think we'll get a teaser for that, though they'll talk mainly about the Let's Go Eevee Pikachu mm-hmm. stuff. Um, um, I did hear rumors circulating about a port of Dragon Ball Fighters to Switch. Ooh. Uh, Which, that would cool. be cool if they did that, because I would buy that uh, game again on that system. A Jet Force Gemini sequel. <laughs> it's not going to happen, it's but not, it's pretty cool. That is not going to happen. Mischief Makers. Let's bring it bring back. Bring back Mischief Makers. Just for Bill? me. Please. <laughs> Bill Trinan? For me. Reggie? I know y'all are listening. That's actually, it's actually that would be a good title for them to put on the 64 Classic. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be. I'd be surprised, but that's a good like sixty, very sixty-four exclusive title to put on there. Because you know the sixty-four classic. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I don't know how deep that game library is. Um, be. Who made that? It was published by Enix. Uh, Treasure. Uh, yeah, published, developed Wait. by Treasure, and published by Enix. Uh, uh, then it might be. I mean, Enix stuff. So, well, Square Enix stuff uh, has been on the uh, SNES. Obviously, Final Fantasy three um, or six. Rather, bring back um, Mystical Ninja. Bring that back. Oh my god. Yeah. Put that put that game on the Switch. Make a new one of those. But that's that's Konami, and Konami doesn't give a fuck about anything. So No. They'll make they'll announce a mystical ninja pachinko machine <laughs> before they announce. <laughs> like, yeah, they definitely will. Uh, um I I th- I think we're gonna see Final Fantasy Seven. I do. I I honestly do think that we're gonna see something because they <laughs> If anything, we're going to see it because they have to show it. We're not going to get... I don't think we're going to get a date. No, definitely not. I don't think so at all. I think what we are going to get is... I think we're going to get 7. I feel like it's going to be drastically different looking than what we saw Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I don't think that that that, um, that video that they showed us at E3 2015 is not what the game is actually going to look like. I don't think there's any way that the game's going to look like that. No, I, I think, and, and especially, like, I think maybe that was the direction they were heading in when CyberConnect was in charge mm-hmm. of it. But they've since taken the game back from CyberConnect. Yep. And Square Enix uh, is working on it themselves. So I'm really curious what it's going to look like and how different. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm honestly curious. I don't think they're going to do this, but I would be curious to see if what we see is not a th- third-person action RPG style, the way that they showed, mm-hmm. if they show us a legit turn base, if they've, like, brought it back to Like, that. I really... This notion that turn-based RPGs are outdated is bullshit. <laughs> that is a lie. Mm-hmm. That is a lie. Persona, I think, should have proved that's not the case. Yeah, exactly. Like, Persona 5 is still making money. <laughs> like, that... Like, turn-based, turn-based RPGs have not gone the way of the dinosaur. There's ways to innovate on that on that system, I think, again, Persona 5, like you were saying, is a prime example of that traditional genre being being realized and being, you know, so marketable today. People still love those games. Like, I I don't see... I haven't seen anything, especially in, uh, especially in those, like, unpopular opinion things that have been going around, especially since I was the one that made the unpopular opinions games thing. Mm-hmm. And I, won't, I don't get... I keep getting tagged in like, oh my god, you're famous, DJ. I'm like, I'm not fucking famous. But anyway. Um, but I do have so many Twitter it doesn't, followers. It doesn't matter. Um, DJ <laughs> um, I I didn't see anything that's like turn-based RPGs are dead. Like, I've, I didn't see any of that. Like, 
I think it's quite the opposite. I think people want I, more of them. Honestly, more than anything, I really want the FF7 remake, whether it's turn-based or it's third-person. If it is third-person action, please, for the love of God, do not make it be Final Fantasy XV combat. No, I don't... Like, Final yeah. Fantasy XV combat is... The idea was good, but the combat is so numb. Make it Kingdom Hearts-style combat mm-hmm. if you're going to do that. Like, that's the better route. Yeah, the combat in fifteen just feels really, like, mushy. Like, it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel good. Like, it doesn't feel as, like, sharp and, like rewarding as Kingdom Hearts combat did or even like what Near Automata feels like. Oh my god. Yeah, that's and that's what they should have done really is if they want to do a third person Final Fantasy 7 remake, fucking give that game to Platinum to do third person. Yeah, and what I really want to see, I want to see this just from Square Enix in general that for mainline Final Fantasy games to kind of get away from like the fo- the photorealistic um stuff that they've been doing with Final Fantasy games and kind of get back mm-hmm. to the more like cartoony looking stuff. Like mm-hmm. the way that go and look, if you're listening to this, to this episode and you have seen, or even if you haven't seen what um, world of Final Fantasy looks like, look up that game and watch a cutscene from that game. That is, is what a Final Fantasy game visually should look like. Super stylized. It looks just like Tetsuya Nomura's art, but not the mm. but not necessarily in like the chibi kind of like Kingdom Hearts E kind of look of the characters. But just mm-hmm. like take those character designs from Final Fantasy VII from like the not not this well not the seven one specifically, but like let's say look at something like anything Final Fantasy VIII and beyond in terms of the way that Tetsuya Nomura draws things and just model those characters in 3D based off of those drawings because everything that Nomura does, his art really lends itself very well to 3D and not Mm. making it like photorealistic but still looking very anime. It looks really good in 3D and World of Final Fantasy is a testament of that. And if I, I would love to see Final Fantasy games have that return to form in terms of it being bright and colorful and and like cartoony a little bit. I think it would lend itself more to more interesting storytelling opportunities as opposed to this like we have to make it like super dark and gritty and photorealistic and all this other stuff because I think all of the goofiness that's in Final Fantasy in terms of as a franchise, like it all that stuff seems very jarring in contrast to the visuals, like all those goofy costumes that Noctis has in that game, like are fine. Like they're, they're modeled just fine and they mm-hmm. look fine, but I think it just looks silly on this like super photorealistic K-pop dude. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think 15 is an interesting departure and I'm, I think that it's cool that they did mm-hmm. it. It's just not what I think I want. And a lot of people love it, yeah. but it's just not what I want out of a Me Final neither. Fantasy. It's not what I want I at still, all. I still need to finish it, but um, like the setting and stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. I'm even pretty okay with how it looks as a game. Yeah, it doesn't look bad um, at all. It doesn't look bad at all. I just... It, whatever Final Fantasy 16 ends up being, I think the two ways I would like them to go with it looks-wise, if they're, if they're going to keep it a third-person action RPG game, they just, they just need to take the Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. combat system and like do a slight twist on it because thirteen or uh, fifteen just feels really numb. It just mm-hmm. feels it just feels like you're. It feels like Noctis is covered in grease and is just sliding around <laughs> every like. It just feels like someone greased that boy up and he's just sliding around the field. Um, it just feels yeah, weird. it does. Uh, 
looks wise, I would want either honestly having played some of Final Fantasy fourteen now. Final Fantasy fourteen is it's gorgeous. great, and the art direction is gorgeous, yes. and that game incorporates like so much of what everyone loves about Final it really Fantasy does. games, like new stuff and then directly from old stuff. I would let that team make a Final Fantasy. I game. would too. Mainline. I would too. Would um, be perfectly fine. Or with that. find some way. And it would be hard, but find some way to give the game a really crazy, unique art style and make it look like Amano's art. Like, make it actually look Mitch, like Amano's art. I would and die. I, no, I would die. Like, when you look at playing Final Fantasy VI, like, obviously it's just basic sprite work, but if you look at the more complicated sprites for the bosses, they look more like Amano's art. They are buck wild looking. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they use Amano's art for the menu icons yep. for the characters, like straight up. Amano's art is like so beautiful and so mm-hmm. unique. I don't care if you have to make it a turn-based game again or make it 2D or whatever the fuck because you can't translate his stuff to 3D very well because it's like so the way it looks is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, find a way or or make it not 3D. I don't care. But that's to me would be that would be so interesting to look at. Yeah. Um and just like a cool spirit of Final Fantasy thing. Um but we'll we'll see 7. I think we'll see actual gameplay stuff from mm-hmm. 7. I don't think that game's going to come out till maybe 2020. Who knows if it's if, it, if it'll even be a PS4 game anymore <laughs> um at that point, honestly. Well, I um so there was that article that came out that was like we're we're and getting close to the PS4's uh life cycle being over but they yes. kind of went back in and kind of clarified that statement to saying that like it, it's at least gonna be uh around for another three years so yeah every sony console every playstation has had i think everyone has had a 10-year lifespan mm-hmm. we're at seven i think right now for ps4 because it came out in what 2013 uh, i'm gonna look it up now yeah. Um, PS4 release date. Um, now it gets weird because you you technically had like the mid that refresh of the PS4 Pro and Xbox did too to sort of like lengthen. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, 2013. Yeah. So we are. So actually, we're not. We're like five years, mm-hmm. I guess, into it. So three years, eight. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Usually, Sony consoles are supported at least for ten years before they just like stop support completely for right. them. I think that we'll have a. We will have an early look at a PS5 E3 2019 or 2020, mm-hmm. if we do. I think that there's still, like, PS4 Pro is selling fine. Honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. There's no reason for it to happen. Uh, hardware-wise, I would be thrilled if Sony showed a PS4 Pro Slim. Yeah. Um, and that's really, I don't, the PS4 Pro is small enough. I just want to have a PS4 that doesn't sound like a fucking jet taking off every time I play a game. <laughs> because when I was playing God of War, it was like so loud the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, and, and maybe like my PS4, maybe it was a problem with an early batch and that's something like up with them. But my PS4 just sounds like a jet all the time. And it's pretty distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, so a slim would be cool. Um Actually, and I really just want them to release some sort of pro controller, which I don't think they're going to do because they've been licensing, like, officially, it's like officially certified or whatever the word they use for yeah. it, PS4 controllers from other companies. Like, Scuff is coming out with a basically a PS4 pro controller themselves. Nice. Um, I just want something that I can get paddles on and have, like, slightly different... Uh, uh, slightly different configurations for so my hands don't... My old hands don't hurt so much when yeah. I play. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. 
Let's see. Um, What I would like to see, um, especially out of Capcom specifically, (laughs) because they've, like I said before in the previous show, they have stated that they have a commitment to producing games that are more complete, as well as wanting to reignite older IPs and bring them back. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to see them bring back, either give us a port of Power Stone 1 and 2, release it as a collection for all platforms as a a test to see how well it does in the market. And if it does... Hey, unpopular opinion time, Power Stone is better than Smash Brothers. (laughs) Do you really want to fight? (laughs) I mean, we can get into it. (laughs) They're both really good games. I I think they... They're very they're different, very games. different games, yes. But they both hit a lot of the same nerves that that like Smash hits, like Power Stone hits mm-hmm. those same points. They're both very good games. I love both those games equally. Um, I think Smash is a better game, but um, it would be cool to see them re-release those games, just up-res it a little bit, and put them on PlayStation Network, Xbox, Switch, and Steam, or whatever they want to do. Do that, and then if it does well enough, and down the line, maybe make a Power Stone three. And because remember how Capcom used to release those like Capcom classic anthologies that had a bunch of their old games on one, on one that were, that weren't Street Fighter games. Yes. Uh-huh. So that, but like Dreamcast era, like bring back all the Dreamcast games. <laughs> bring back uh, Blue Stinger. Uh, bring was back that? Cannon Spike. Is that Capcom? Bring back Choo Choo Rocket. Even though it's not a Capcom game, but <laughs> just give me. <laughs> okay, no, Blue Stinger was Activision. No, but yeah, Cannon Spike was. Um, Cannon Spike wasn't good, but it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, mainly just that like Cannon Spike had like all of your favorite Capcom characters. Right, right. Uh, Code Veronica has that been brought back? Uh, n- no. Yeah, because that's a good fu- that's a good Resident Evil game. Yeah, um, that'd be cool to see that again as well. Um, I would love a new Breath of Fire game, like a console Breath of Fire game would be great. Who Breath of Fire would be dope? It'd be so dope. It can it can be three D. It's fine. Just let it still be turn based. Let it still be turn based. Uh, it's fine if it's three D. Tech Romancer. Bring back Tech Romancer. <laughs> what, DJ? Why are you laughing? Tech Romancer. I, I, I love Tech Romancer. It's it's <laughs> busted, but I love Tech Romancer. Well, I mean, all of those games were. <laughs> you know what? Hell, bring back Plasma Sword. Bring back Plasma Sword uh, as well. Just do it. Plasma Sword, uh, Project Justice. But just bring back all those games. I would love to see them do another Project Justice game, but like, don't for the love of God, like let it look like anime like let it look like the games have looked before don't try to do this thing where they make them all like photorealistic looking or like hyper stylized in a way that's like toting the line between photorealism like street fighter like street fighter 5 looks really weird to me like visually and i've said it a million times in the show so i won't get into it again but Mm -hmm. all they honestly have to do is up res a bunch of those dreamcast games and if they want to just remodel them based on those sprite on those uh 3d models and make them Mm -hmm. look just like that. That's all they have to do. It would just be cool to see them re-energize those IPs that people love. Those are the games, that's the era I think that a lot of people really gravitated to Capcom stuff, was the Dreamcast era. uh, Square Enix, give me a re-release of Vagrant Story. Yeah, and, uh, uh, what, not Panzer Dragoon, but uh, Legend of Dragoon, bring back that too. Ooh, ooh, first party. Man, if they brought back Legend of of Dragoon as an IP, like as a new game, That'd be. That's not gonna happen. It won't happen. Yeah, crazy. it would be cool. It definitely won't happen though. It was a good game, real good. 
real good JRPG. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we could honestly sit here all day and do this. And <laughs> but we like we are always wrong when it comes to this stuff. So oh, wait, you know what? What Boktai on the Switch? <laughs> yes, a, a new a new Boktai. Let me just put my Switch in the sun. <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of what was the, what was the other RPG that was the really big on uh, Golden Sun? Bring back that Golden. Golden Sun would be a good thing to bring back on mm-hmm. Switch. Like, even if they ported it, but if, if they don't, like, that's a good RPG. Good. All right. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, we could sit here and do this all day, and it would be a three-hour show. Mother 3. That's one of the rumors, but I highly doubt. It's but not. It's, it's not going to. No. Reggie. <laughs> Reggie, make us happy. We're so nice to we you all the time, Reggie. very nice to you, Reggie. We're very nice We're to you, We're very Reggie. nice to you and Bill. Bill. We love you we both. We are nice people. <laughs> and I'm like pointing at like my monitor, like I'm pointing directly at them. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when I bring up like Reggie is funny because it's so like not possible. But sometimes when we mention Bill, I'm like, now nah, I see Bill like communicate with people yeah. on Twitter way too much. I'm just like, Bill's gonna, Bill would maybe actually listen, yeah. and then Bill might be like, hey, hey, and then call us out. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> and then I'd be like, Bill, please. Please, Bill, I'm a very nice boy. You better be fucking listening. Bill, I was Bill joking. Shannon. Please listen. Yeah, let's be nicer to Bill. <laughs> Bill, you know that I love you. Yeah. But you gotta release these fucking games, okay? We know that you are the person in charge you of this, Bill. You are running this, this fucking operation. <laughs> we know it's you. <laughs> we know. So, get on it. We, lo- we love you, Bill. <laughs> This is good cop, bad cop. <laughs> but that kind of brings us to the end of our show with our E3 predictions. And you can hold us to these responses that we have here and just add us on Twitter at how wrong we are as E3 is happening next week. You can mm-hmm. directly hit us at, uh, at our show's um, Twitter account, which is just the Magical Boys at Twitter. Email us at magicalboyspodcast at gmail.com. We'll set up a Discord server, um, which I'll tweet that out. If uh, la- if not later, when you guys are listening to this on Wednesday, I'll probably already have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll tweet that out. Um, we'll tweet it out from all of our mm-hmm. accounts so you guys can get up in that. Um, I don't have the time to be a good moderator necessarily, so don't get wild in there because I will just kick yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we will just remove you completely. Yeah, there will be no like, no like moderation, no moderation in my moderation. None. It'll just be like, yeah, done. it's it's all or nothing. It's either you're in, you're in, or you're out. It's Project Runway. So don't bring no bullshit. Don't bring your turf having ass in there. Don't. I don't. I don't want that. any transphobic shit in there. I don't want any it's homophobic shit in there. Pride it, month. It, yeah, not on my Pride Month. Not on my Pride. We are month, not okay? doing this. <laughs> I better play nice in this damn Discord server that we're about to make. Be nice. It's gonna be a gay utopia, a gutopia, a gutopia, a gutopia. Great time to name the server. Magical boys sub chat gutopia. <laughs> sounds so nasty. It's gutopia. so. It sounds gooey. Oh man, that is well. Yeah. Well. Yikes! So <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at oh hey DJ. That's o h h e y. DJ, that's both on Twitter and Instagram. And where can they find you? You guys can find me moving to my new country, Gutopia, nice. um, which is shares a border with Stankonia. <laughs> um, 
you can find you can find me at Rubots R O O B O T S. You gotta go on Twitter, on Instagram. What DJ? It's a good Outcast album. It, it is. It is. I'm not arguing that. And I'm in the ATL right now. I am an ATLian. It's true. If y'all don't listen to hip hop, this is gonna be impenetrable. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah get me at at rubots on either of those uh also yeah send us tweet at us about your e3 predictions yeah we want to hear from you we want to know what kind of messy things you think are going to happen that aren't actually going to happen we want to see if you have an uncle that works at nintendo that knows all the good shit and then nobody believes you because nobody believes a person that has an uncle that works at nintendo and if you got an auntie that works at Sony, yeah, yeah, if you got somebody, if your auntie works at Sony, and she can be like, "Yes, <laughs> I got all the scoop on the shit that's coming out. We got that Final Fantasy. We got everything else coming out. Like this is what's happened to the yeah, cloud. This happen- I know everything that happened in the remake of Final Fantasy VII. They changed his costume again. <laughs> yeah, you've got an uncle, an auntie, a cousin, <laughs> second cousin, step your barber, your, barber, your step. <laughs> Mama step, your bar- daddy, your barber your who works cousin, at your, your play cousin, your you know your god, your godfather, your godmother, and whoever. Let us know <laughs> every unsubstantiated rumor, all of them. We're going to be the most misleading video game news out. No matter how much wild it may be, we're going to be the fucking fair and balanced of fucking news media. <laughs> some lies yeah no matter how buck wild your predictions are send them our way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh that's that's gonna be it for us you know we we've reached the end of our show yeah it sounds like you are not sure I, yeah, no. <laughs> am i are we is You're it like, over is it know, the end is it the end of the yeah it is it is it is it's in <laughs> fact the end of our show we love you all very much Stay magical, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.